Welcome back to Panic Attack Pending. So before we get into this episode, I want to just say that, yeah, you know what? I didn't record an episode last week. And I think, I think from now on, I'm going to, instead of posting an episode every week, I'm going to try to post a longer episode every two weeks. I did a poll on Instagram and um, I basically asked you guys if you would rather an episode every week that's about 30 minutes or would or if you would like an episode every other week that's 45 minutes to an hour and every every week for 30 minutes is the one that ended up winning however (laughs) however um I don't know I just I work full-time and I'm really busy I'm really busy y'all I'm working on a project outside of work that involves a lot of video production so that's been kind of taking up a lot of my time and then just working full-time and then just life so um that's enough excuses but it would just be easier on me if I recorded every other week I feel like I'd be more likely to keep going with this podcast if I did every other week rather than trying to force myself to do it every week because I feel like I'm just going to get so overwhelmed that I just quit and never do this again which would be unfortunate because um I like recording I hope you guys like listening um shout out to all the new listeners if you're a new listener hey hi how are you um yeah it's really exciting to look at my analytics and see that new people are coming through to listen so that's great but you can expect an episode every other week and I'm going to try to make them a little bit longer. Sometimes they might not be a little bit longer. But um, I just want to say that this is only temporary. I plan on going back to every week. Probably in October. So it's August now. So I'm going to say for August and September, I'm going to do every other week. Unless I feel inclined to do a bonus episode. But that's what you can expect from me. Um But yeah, so in this episode, I wanted to talk about medication. So we're still going to get into I'm Crying, um, Anxiety Killers, and Intrusive Songs. But first, I wanted to talk about medication because that's a big component of mental health. So I went over to my Instagram and I asked you guys questions. So for the first segment, we're going to get into those questions. So the first, I kind of ordered these questions in a way that made sense. So one of the questions I got, and I felt like this was appropriate um, to start with, was, are you on medication now? And the answer to that question is yes, absolutely yes, unless something mind-blowingly miraculous happens to me, I'm probably going to be on medication for the rest of my life. Um, That's a long story. I've seen what happens to me when I go off medication and it's very bad. But yeah, um, I'm on medication now and I probably will be forever unless, like I said, something miraculous happens. I'm on Zoloft and it's also called Sertraline. That's the scientific name, the brand name's Zoloft. And then I'm also on Xanax, extended release. So I'm not on the like regular Xanax, I'm on the kind that just slowly releases into your system throughout the day. So yeah, that's the medication I'm on. Um, 
I've been on Zoloft for about, I want to say, almost a year, maybe like 10 months I've been on Zoloft. And then I've been on um, Xanax since 2016, so about four years. Um, I used to take two milligrams of Xanax a day, and I did that for about two years up until 2018. And then I tried to wean off of Xanax, and now I'm down. It took me from 2018 to now. Well, no, from 2018 to, I would say, December of 2019. I would say it it took me about a year to comfortably without like pushing myself too hard to go down one milligram so that tells you how like strong xanax is and how how i mean addictive it is i mean it's truly one of those drugs that you can't just go off of you kind of need to detox and do it slowly so that you don't get hurt so yeah but um i am very happy to say that i have weaned down to one milligram and that feels fantastic. My goal with that is to um, eventually take Xanax on an as-needed basis and not on a daily basis. And again, I'm on the extended release version. I just want to make that clear because the extended release version is more of a maintenance medication. It's not like your as-needed type of thing. But yeah. And so the second question which is also very relevant to the first question, is what medication have you tried? And since we were just talking about the extended release form of Xanax, I, I've i tried the regular Xanax, and then I've also tried the like quick release one. And I was prescribed the quick release one several years ago just to help with my panic attacks because I do have, I have panic disorder... I have generalized anxiety disorder, depression, and then I have a little touch of OCD and PTSD. (laughs) Fun! (laughs) But anyway, um, yeah, so I was prescribed the quick release one so that I could take when I'm having a panic attack in order to keep going because it was a big issue in school for me having panic attacks to the point where I couldn't be in class, so I needed that quick release for a while. So I took that for a while, and I eventually felt like I didn't need it anymore, so I stopped taking it. So that was cool. Um, Then I've tried the regular Xanax before, just like in very, like, I never took it consistently ever, which I'm glad about, because like I said, Xanax is a drug that once you're on it consistently, it is kind of hard to get off. So, um... I feel like Xanax is kind of a taboo drug. Not taboo, but like when I say I'm on Xanax, people are like, oh my gosh, you're on Xanax. And I mean, like I said, I'm on the extended release form, but I just feel like I would not be okay (laughs) if I wasn't on some kind of benzo like Xanax. Like my mental health was so bad at one point that Xanax literally saved my life. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I've tried lots of types of Xanax. And then and then other medications I've been on, um, I've tried Celexa. Um, it's also Cytalopram. That's the um, generic name. 
and that worked for me for a really long time um it's very similar to lexapro as well if you're familiar with that um but yeah that was my antidepressant from i think 2014 or 2013 i started these medicine i started this medicine in um high school so um that was my medication up until i started zoloft in 2019 and it worked pretty well for me Honestly, I just felt like I needed something stronger, which is why I switched over to Zoloft. Um, with citalopram, you can only go up to a certain dosage. And I, I was at that max dosage and I felt like I needed something a little stronger. So I went over to Zoloft. And yeah, that's those are the medications I've tried. Um, I've also tried like lavender pills. I've tried beta blockers. Um... I don't use those regularly. I don't even know if the lavender pills worked. That was just something I just tried in an attempt to help me get off Xanax or get on a lower dose of Xanax. But yeah, that's those are the medications I've tried. Um, so let's move on to the next question. So someone asked me about side effects and there are definitely side effects. Um, I have been on these medications, like I said, since 2013 or 2014. I can't remember, honestly. But I've been on them so long that sometimes I wonder if there's side effects that I don't even notice because I've been on these medications for seven years. But I can tell you which side effects I've noticed. And I gained like 10 pounds the same month that I started Zoloft. I'm not... I'm not sure if that was completely Zoloft's fault, <laughs> but I'm also like, I don't think that was a coincidence completely. I mean, I wasn't eating great that month, but I was exercising. I don't know. I felt like maybe if I wasn't on Zoloft, I would have gained a little bit of weight, maybe a couple pounds, maybe like five pounds or less. I don't know. I know that a lot of antidepressants cause a little bit of weight gain and... Honestly, I felt like it was worth it. Like, I know a lot of people hear, like, weight gain is a side effect, and they're like, oh my gosh. But, I don't know. I just, I kind of just feel like I'd rather be a little heavier, but be mentally sound. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Let me know on Instagram. But, I just, I don't know. I could see if the medication made you gain like 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 pounds, that how that could be like really upsetting. But for me, um, I mean, gaining a little bit of weight, I'm just kind of like, sometimes I will admit, sometimes I look at pictures of myself when I was a little smaller and I'm like, damn, <laughs> kind of wish I looked like that. But at the same time, I remember how sad I was in those pictures and I'm like it really I'd really just honestly rather be happy and feel better about myself and feel like my mental health is a little bit better than be a little bit smaller so um, yeah hope that makes sense um, and then another side effect when I was coming off of Xanax I dealt with some side effects just of Xanax withdrawal, which were like, my main one was muscle tightness, but there's other stuff. I mean, I don't really want to scare y'all because 
a lot of medications don't really have that many side effects and everyone's different so one person might gain weight from a medicine you might gain nothing you might lose weight like you know it just it's all different for everyone so yeah i mean i i have experienced slight side effects but i don't think citalopram um selexa made me gain any weight i don't think it did but zoloft i'm pretty sure did a little bit but like i said i think it's worth it so next question so a question i got was if you're on medication would you ever stop taking them and the answer to that question is I've been there and I've done that and I will not stop taking my meds. I don't think ever again. Like I said, unless something magical happens and for some reason my anxieties and depression are completely cured, I'm not getting off my meds. Um, I don't know. One day I'll tell the story of what happened <laughs> when I came off of my meds. I mean... Uh, I don't know. I don't want to go into details because it's kind of triggering to talk about, but no, I will never stop taking them because, um, yeah, I don't know. If you want to stop taking your meds and you're on meds for anxiety and depression, I would strongly recommend like talking to your doctor about it because um, you don't want to just like come off your meds out of nowhere. So, yeah. Okay. And then... Um, the last question in this category is, how has anxiety changed throughout your life? Um, so my anxiety has manifested itself differently throughout my life. When I was a kid, I was very shy and quiet and I didn't like to talk to anyone. And my anxiety was a lot more social. And then I feel like as I got older it started becoming more like it started manifesting itself in more physical ways so before where like when I was a child it was mostly manifesting itself in mental ways where I had like mental blocks and things I didn't want to do avoidance there we go that's the word whereas when I got older I started getting stronger and stronger physical symptoms so um in high school, I started experiencing panic attacks, which I still deal with to this day. Um, nowhere near as bad. I was having them multiple times a day, every single day. Now I have them like maybe once or twice a month, which is incredible to say. I wish I could go back to my high school self and be like, girl, you're only going to have panic attacks twice a month. It's going to be great. And you're not going to have them twice in an hour. So, <laughs> but yeah and then um now a lot of my anxiety manifests itself in like tension in my body and it's like i'll get tension headaches i'll get like weird sensations in my body but yeah that's how my anxiety's kind of changed i feel like it used to purely be like only mental symptoms and then it was purely panic attacks and now it's kind of headaches, panic attacks, muscle soreness, all kinds of stuff. So, um, you could say that it's gotten worse. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like my anxiety is pretty controlled now. It was out of control. And 
I feel like it's definitely under much better control than it has been. So it actually hasn't gotten worse despite my ways of anxiety manifesting themselves in different ways. Oh wait, y'all, I lied. There's one more question um, that someone asked and someone said, how did you take care of anxiety attacks during a pandemic? And I thought this question was really interesting because my anxiety has changed a little bit like since the pandemic started because I have the fear of obviously my friends and family getting sick. I have the fear of myself getting sick. I hate how the government of the United States is dealing with it and that gives me so much anxiety because there's only so much the individual can do if the government's not mandating things but that's let me let me stop myself before I get on a little tangent um so yeah basically what I try to do is focus on the things that I have control over that's how I've been trying to take care of my anxiety during the pandemic so if I can stay home I stay home if I have to leave my house, I make sure I bring my hand sanitizer. I make sure I'm washing my hands. I make sure I'm wearing a mask. And I'm making sure I'm distancing my myself from everyone, whether they're wearing a mask or not, just keeping my distance from people. And if someone is near me and not wearing a mask and making me uncomfortable, I'll leave the situation. Um, that's how I've been dealing with some of the anxieties about getting sick or getting sick and then giving it to my loved ones. Something that I learned in therapy a few years ago was that I can worry about my family, that's normal. But at the end of the day, like I worry about my parents and my brother and I'm like, they're adults. They can take care of themselves. I can worry about them, but that's not helping them and it's not helping me. So while I am concerned for the health and safety of my friends and family, I have to remind myself that they're adults and the decisions they make are on them. So yeah, just trying to find the balance of worrying about other people while also realizing that you can't control other people, you can only control yourself. So that's how I've been trying to keep my anxiety around this pandemic at bay. Um, as far as like anxiety attacks in particular, I try to, I try to do some kind of physical activity if I feel an attack coming on. A lot of times with my anxiety, I feel like a lot of tension in my body and I feel like I'm getting worked up. And sometimes if I exercise or I go for a walk, go walk my dog, um, I've gotten a lot of plants lately. If I like repot a plant or like go around and clean all their leaves or go you know water do something physical with my hands or with my body like i said in the last episode whether that's like painting something or whatever kind of putting that energy somewhere else has been helping me the problem is when i've already done everything i can possibly do <laughs> i've cleaned my whole apartment watered my plants wiped down all the leaves uh walked my dog I've just done everything and it's like if I'm still anxious after that then I try to redirect my thoughts into something 
kind of like fantasy related. So I'll kind of like read, oh, I've been reading a lot of fiction books. That's been helping me a lot. Um, been playing video games. So just kind of like immersing myself into imaginary worlds has kind of helped me a little bit. And then lastly, journaling has been so important for me throughout this pandemic. Like, I feel like I've said this in a previous podcast. I don't remember which one, but there I cannot think of a better time to journal than right now. Like being able to go back through my journal and seeing how I was feeling in March and how I was feeling in April and just all the months is incredible. And it's good to look back at, but it's also a great place to vent because you can't run away from your emotions forever. And um, I do recommend talking to people if you can do that. But if you feel don't feel comfortable talking about specifics as to why you're feeling anxious, um, journaling. And a lot of times I'll feel anxious and I don't know why. And sometimes I just journal until I figure out why I'm anxious. And then once I get to the reason why I'm anxious, I can do something about it or I can acknowledge it and let it pass. So yeah, that was a really long-winded answer. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, if any of you are having anxiety surrounding this pandemic or because of this pandemic, I feel for you because it was, it's been rough. It has been rough and I have my ups and downs. I've been having better days the past two days have been good but the day the days before that were bad and literally i went home and my dad and my brother were like hey how are you and i just burst into tears <laughs> oh yeah so but i mean i've been doing better now there's going to be ups and downs and i think just reminding yourself that the pain you're feeling is temporary will help so yeah That's all I have for the questions on Instagram. Thank you so much for all your questions. This was great. And um, yeah, um, if you want to go on medication to help treat your depression and anxiety, make sure you have a talk with your doctor. You talk to anyone that you know that's on medication, kind of find out what's working for them. But at the end of the day, remember that you're different. And what works for you might not work for other people. And what works for other people might not work for you. So yeah. And then also you don't have to be on medication to treat anxiety and depression. My case is just like kind of severe. So I feel more comfortable being on medication. So yeah, we're going to get into I'm crying the next segment. And if you're new here, which a lot of you are new here, um, I'm crying is the segment where I talk about things that made me very emotional, whether that's good or bad throughout the week. It's kind of like a weekly recap, but you know, I got to add my anxious twist onto it. So here we go all right so the only thing with me recording these episodes every other week is that some like a, I mean I kind of said this last time I recorded a podcast but some of the stuff I'm talking about isn't as relevant as it was but I mean I don't care I'm gonna talk about this even though a lot of people aren't talking about it anymore but whatever so the first thing I want to talk about is Meg the Stallion getting shot in her feet and That whole situation makes me so livid. Um, That definitely made me emotional this week, especially when I watched her live. She went on Instagram live and talked about how heartbroken she was. And it really just like, I just sat there crying. So I was like, if y'all don't know, Meg Thee Stallion was shot in her feet and literally 
just hearing her story on her Instagram, like, when she was talking about how she doesn't have either of her parents and she tries to be a good person to people and, like, basically why she doesn't deserve to be shot. And I was like, the fact that she even has to explain this, like, black women are treated like absolute shit. And I was just, I was so upset because I was like, she doesn't have, she, like, she shouldn't have to go on Instagram live and explain why she doesn't deserve to get shot. Like, and then she talked about the pain and her pain and her suffering being turned into memes. And I just, I just don't even understand, like, why that is people's response to situations like this. I'm tired of black women being a joke and being turned into memes. Like, Breonna Taylor, people are turning her into meme memes. And I'm tired of people acting like black women are subhuman. I'm tired. I'm so tired of it. And I'm tired of people seeing black women in pain and being like, oh, it's inspiring how strong she's being. Like, what if we don't want to be strong all the fucking time? Like, I'm tired of the whole, like, black women are so strong thing. Like, because we fucking have to be. Like, I don't know. Like, sometimes we don't want to be strong. Like, I don't know. Absolutely not. Like, I'm just pissed. (laughs) I'm so freaking pissed. And... Yeah, I mean, I feel like the whole black women are so strong thing gives people an excuse not to treat us as gently as others would be treated. And um, I don't know, if the same thing that happened to Meg Thee Stallion happened to any white woman celebrity, it would have played out so differently. There would be so much outrage. And I mean, yeah, this just makes me think about how black women aren't taken seriously, like, at all. (laughs) And... When black women are in pain, people act like we aren't in as much pain as other races and genders. And it's just fucking weird and frustrating. I hate it here. I hate it. So that made me very upset. Um, I think last week or yeah. So I needed to talk about that because that's been on my mind a lot. And I really hope that she's healing okay. And I hope that. She has a good support system that's there for her. It really hurts, like, when I hear her talk about how she doesn't have either of her parents. Like, that breaks my fucking heart, because I can't even imagine. The second thing I want to talk about this week is politicians. So, basically, in America, there was extended unemployment benefits. Like, not extended... There was extra unemployment benefits, an extra $600 a week because of the pandemic. And those benefits ran out on July 31st. Now, I don't know. They're still trying to figure out what to do if they're going to do anything about those benefits being extended or whatever. I don't know. At the time of this that this podcast comes out, this information might be irrelevant, but um, I just feel like politicians are acting like another stimulus check or extending the 600 per week pandemic unemployment benefits are going to come out of their check i'm like it just watching people that have zero issues with money argue over whether people that don't have money should have it or not is absolutely infuriating So I needed to talk about that because it's August 5th and still nothing. 
Um, a lot of my friends and family are unemployed right now, and it absolutely infuriates me that they could potentially have jobs if the government did a better job at controlling this virus. And not only did they do a horrible job at controlling the spread of the virus, but they're also not helping them survive. So that's absolutely disgusting to me. And that made me very, it's still making me very upset. So I don't know. We'll see. At the time this podcast is posted, like I said, they might announce something, but who knows? All right. So the last thing I want to talk about where I'm crying is a Netflix show I've been watching and it's called Down to Earth with Zac Efron. And it's, (laughs) it's funny reading the actual name because I always make fun of the I always make fun of the name. I always call it Around the World with Zach, or Around the World with Troy Bolton or whatever the fuck I call it. Anyway, Down to Earth with Zach Efron. Um, it's basically the show where Zach Efron and his friend Darren go around and go to different places in the world and kind of see how they're living su- sustainably. And... It's just, it's such a beautifully shot and edited series. Each episode is about a different place. So like the first episode is Iceland. And then there's like Puerto Rico, Costa Rica, um, Sardinia. Um, where else they go? London. They've, they've gone to a bunch of different places. I have one more episode to watch, but I love it so much. Um, the first episode, Iceland seeing how sustainable iceland is is insane like and i love that they show in the series that iceland wasn't always sustainable and how switching to more sustainable methods of creating electricity has transformed the carbon footprint of that country the france episode and seeing how france makes sure that every like in paris at least i don't know about the rest of france but in paris They make sure that every single person has free, clean water. And it it sounds like such a no-brainer. Like, when I say it out loud, it's like everyone should have clean water. But that's not the case. And watching that, like, I wished that the U.S. did something like that. That way, like, not only would you reduce plastic waste because... There's um, fountains. And then there's, they even have vending machines that have reusable water bottles in them. I was like, what in the world? Can we have that, please? And then, yeah, I just, seeing how different communities in um, Costa Rica are completely growing their own food, just, uh, yeah. I don't know. That show, when I first saw <laughs> when I first saw the trailer, I was like, what is Zach Efron doing now? <laughs> but it ended up it ended up being a show that really inspired me. And there's also like little quirky, awkward, weird moments that happen in the show. Like there was a little um I can't remember where they were. Was it Sardinia? Or was it France? There was a moment in the show where, like, they there was just, like, a language barrier type deal, and they, like, accidentally offended this dude, and he, like, got really mad. (laughs) Really, really mad, and started, like, being like, I don't care if you're famous. It was was funny. And then (laughs) 
there's just this really some people are really passionate about what, what they do and it's just edited in a funny way where it's just like whoa man calm down but yeah watch it and see what i'm talking about um darren's really funny there's like an episode where he he's like every time i go to a new country i gotta get barefoot and put my foot in the grass and he's like pull over the car zach take your shoes off and zach's like um no thank you and darren's like you have to man like you're not gonna have jet lag after this and it's just really fucking weird <laughs> but it's really cool and it's really inspiring and it has funny moments and it's beautifully shot and edited so highly recommend watching that i love it absolutely love it and i'm glad i've been watching that so that's pretty much all i have for i'm crying this week my cat is scratching his scratching post, if you can hear that in the background. But yeah, let's move on to anxiety killers. And um, anxiety killers are things that kill my anxiety this week. So yeah, I'm so weird. All right, let me stop. This is why I usually make my podcast 30 minutes long, because at this point I start acting a little strange. But we're going to continue on. So... The first anxiety killer I have is meditation. Now, I don't even know where to begin with this. Like, I could do an entire episode just on meditation, and I think I just might, because there's a lot I want to say, especially because I've done it really since I was a child, and I just... I have a lot of stories to tell about it and there's a lot of different types of meditation I've tried and yeah there's a lot I could say about it um but anyway um I just wanted to say that taking like it could be like five minutes ten minutes a day to just sit and breathe has been crucial for me to keeping my mental health somewhat stable like i said um a couple days ago i was really struggling and the only change i've really made in the last couple days is just changing my mentality towards some of the things that are bothering me and i was able to do that through meditation so i think i'll do a whole episode on my experiences so far with meditation i'm by no means any kind of expert i'm I would just talk about my personal experiences, but um, yeah, if you know nothing about meditation and you think it's just like sitting there and trying not to think about anything, that is not correct. Um, There's so many different forms of meditation. I mean, it's really just being present. I mean, working out could be meditation. Painting could be meditation. Being just hyper present in the moment has been helping me. So that is why that is an anxiety killer this week. Um, also, if you sh- if you want to do a meditation and you have no experience, um, I recommend using something like the app Headspace or like all the YouTube videos. There's so many meditations on YouTube. And just look up like a short five to 10 minute one and just to try it out. But like I said, there's so many different types of meditation. So you really just have to kind of find what works for you. Anyway, I'm probably going to talk about meditation in another episode because I have a lot to say. Okay, the second anxiety killer I have for this week 
is so basic and I've talked about it before, but I want to talk about how I've been doing it. So (laughs) it is getting enough sleep. I've talked about the importance of sleep for anxiety. I realize that my anxiety levels are so much higher when I don't sleep enough and it is crucial for me to get enough sleep to not feel like crap. So um, I've said this before, but I have health anxiety and sometimes when I don't sleep, I feel kind of crappy and it makes me start to be like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? And then I go and I start spiraling and then sometimes I have to stop myself and be like, oh, you're just... You're just anxious because you're you need sleep and that's when i go take a nap or do something to try to fix that anyway lately i'd say in the past couple weeks my sleep has been really good and it's because of these four things that i'm about to tell you about so the first thing is lavender pillow mist So if you just look up Lavender Pillow Mist on Amazon, there's a lot of different options and most of them are like $12 or lower. And I've been spraying that on my pillow before I go to bed and just smelling the lavender helps me drift off to sleep so easily. So that has been a major thing for me. I love diffusing lavender and I love lavender candles, but I mean, obviously I'm not gonna go to sleep with like a candle on (laughs) and um, sometimes I don't like to diffuse lavender while I'm asleep because I just don't want my diffuser to just be on. I just have this thing, I've told y'all before, I'm terrified of fire and I'm terrified of something happening so um, I don't like sleeping with my diffuser on really and it's kind of strong so I yeah I've been liking the pillow mist, it's like a very diluted lavender smell but it's still very pleasant and it works. I'm telling you it works. The second thing I've been doing regularly the past couple weeks, not every single night, but I've been having um, sleepy time tea and um, I'm sure a lot of you have tried sleepy time tea before. It's just, it has different things in it that make you kind of wind down like chamomile. Um, Some of them have valerian in it. But what I didn't realize is that there's different flavors of sleep, sleepy time tea. The one I've been using lately has been the vanilla one. There's like a peach one and there's some other ones. And I had no idea. I bought a variety pack on Amazon. Honestly, for someone that complains so much about Amazon, like I always complain about Amazon and insult their business practices, but I still order from them. So clearly... Um, Anyway, I'm not even going to get into that right now, but yeah, vanilla sleepy time tea. I drank it and the combo of that and the lavender pillow mist, I'm telling you y'all, I drift right off. And if for some reason I'm extra anxious, then I'll take melatonin. That's the third thing I want to talk to y'all about. Um, I'm sure a lot of you, if you've had sleep problems, have heard of melatonin. Um, I have the three milligram pills and I'll take anywhere from three to six milligrams depending on how knocked out I want to (laughs) be. But basically, if I take melatonin in about 30 minutes, I'm out and I sleep through the whole night. Even if I have to get up in the middle of the night to pee, because I have to do that a lot because I just drink water all the time at all times of the day and even right before bed, which is 
honestly kind of a character flaw i feel like like who drinks a bunch of water before bed and then i don't know it's a character flaw but even if i have to get up in the middle of the night to pee multiple times which is usually how it goes i still go right back to sleep i it's incredible i love melatonin but like i said that's like a maybe couple times a week thing usually the lavender pillow mist in the vanilla sleepy time tea or just sleepy time tea in general is enough to just knock me out and then the last thing is going to bed earlier i've just been trying to keep myself on a schedule of going to bed between like i'd say between like 11 and 12 30 is usually when i try to be in bed so just having a routine doing that every single night um i have to wake up around like 8 8 30 whatever for work and keeping myself on that schedule has made me wake up rested and be able to sleep through the night so yeah that's all i have for anxiety killers make sure you guys are getting your sleep in okay and um, I'm going to do an episode on meditation because um, I got more to talk about. All right, y'all, it's time to end this podcast with my intrusive songs of the week. And if you don't know what that is, that's just songs that have been stuck in my head all week. So the first song I want to talk about is called OLLA, parentheses, Only Lovers Left Alive. <laughs> it's by Janae Iko and 2088 and y'all this song i've lo- i literally just got chills i'm so annoying <laughs> um wow uh this song just wait till you hear it you'll understand why i got chills but it makes me feel like i'm at a disco i've never even been to a disco i don't i don't even know but y'all just listen Isn't that a fucking bop? I love that song. When that song comes out when I'm working out, whoa, my mind is working too fast. When that song comes on when I'm working out, it's over for all of my muscle groups because I go so hard and um, yeah, um, I'm getting a little too excited. Let's move on to the next song, okay? So the next song I have is by Nicki Minaj. It's called Megatron. And I think this song came out last year. I don't remember, but um, I quote this song on a daily basis, so I felt like it was only right for me to include this. Um, yeah. So here we go. That is a Fendi fact. I'm with the hundred max. Oh, this is custom made. Donatella sent me that. Fill up, baby, fill on me. Pull up if it feel lonely. Fill up, baby, fill on me. Pull up if it feel lonely. said that's a Fendi fact I felt that I felt that whenever people say something 
that I agree with in my head, I'm like, that's a Fendi fact. Like, <laughs> when I say I quote this song on a daily basis, at least in my head a lot, sometimes I do it out loud because talking to yourself is... Alright, you know what? It's time for this podcast to be over. Um, thank you so much for listening to Panic Attack Pending. Um, I hope you enjoyed. And uh, if you have any comments on this episode, make sure you leave them on Instagram or you DM me or something. I usually post a picture on Instagram when I upload the podcast. So if you got any questions or anything you want to talk about, um, hit me up there in the comment section or on DMs, like I said. Um, if you want to know where all the songs are located that I talk about in these podcasts, they are in a playlist on Spotify on Spotify, <laughs> can't fucking talk, called Intrusive Songs Volume 1. And you can find that in the link in the Panic Attack Pending Instagram bio, along with links to listen to it everywhere, the podcast everywhere. So yeah, that's all I got. I hope you guys enjoyed. I already said that, but remember to be kind to yourself. All right, bye.